Good morning. Welcome to the Pauls. Let's go ahead and open up in prayer. Thank you, Jesus, for the Pauls. Thank you, Lord, for flowing in these walls here. Thank you, Jesus, for the men and women of God here in this place that are trying to walk it and holding on to your hand. We praise you. We ask Jesus that the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart would totally be acceptable. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ is eternally changeless, always the same, yesterday, today, and forever. That means things don't change, people. Um, over 30 years ago, my husband and I purchased a, uh, a trailer park. And we didn't know anything about trailer parks, but it was way for extra finance so that I could uh, be home with our kids. And I know not everybody gets that opportunity. Uh, we were simply thankful that we were just given the opportunity. And so, one of the first weeks of owning it, we were on the park, and I looked down the little road in the middle of it, and I remember saying to my husband, Jesus is going to help us with this. He will help us. And when I said those words, the Lord truly dealt in my heart with power. Jesus was telling me that God was going to help us on that park. And I feel it now. Well, we sold the park uh, just about a week or two ago because it was time to do that. And, um, but those words still ring true. The gentleman that bought it, uh, he uh, asked my husband if uh, he would help him to start it up, run it, because we know the park. We've run it for all these years, and he's new to it. So, you know, we uh, said certainly we'd be more than happy to do that. And uh, just to kind of introduce the new gentleman to the people there through um, email and different things. And yesterday, we did have a situation at the park um, not a hard one, but a situation. But, you know, people, I looked at my husband and I said, Jesus told us he would help us. That means even though we sold it, he's still helping us. And he's going to help this man. And do you know, probably about three or four hours later, after the situation occurred, the Lord answered prayer. And I'm just thankful you know, Jesus was the same over 30 years ago when we bought that park and he told us that he was going to help us with that park and he dealt in my heart. Yesterday, he did the same thing. And through all the years that we've owned that park, we've come into situations and circumstances from time to time. Um, but God's been there every step of the way. No, it hasn't been easy. Uh, there's been situations we've been through, 
where we have truly been hanging on with all that we had. And of course, we're supposed to do that anyway. Uh, but such, some situations are more severe than others. But I'm just so thankful we serve a God that does not change. He was the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I'm so grateful for that. There is so much safety in, in that. <clears throat> Jesus, I'm grateful for you. I'm so thankful for that. I'm thankful for the Bible. I'm thankful for your promises to us that we can hang on to when we walk through situations and circumstances. We can hang on to you and your word because you're our hope. You're our savior. You're our daddy. You're the lover of our soul. Oh, we love you today, Jesus. I love you. I couldn't make it without you, Heavenly Father. Oh, and I know that the people at this church love you with all their heart. Oh, we praise you and we thank you for who you are and for the words that are going to flow from this pulpit later today and in just a few minutes. But if you don't have a savior, if you don't have someone that has your best interest at heart, let me introduce you to Jesus because he truly does have our best interest at heart. He's our father. Oh, won't you please give your heart to him? Just tell him you're sorry for anything you ever did, said, thought, anything that wasn't right. He takes that, he uses that, and he will heal you and get you to where you need to be and walk with you hand in hand. And then find a church where you can be discipled, where you can learn how to walk, to read, to pray, to witness, obey, and deny yourself and take up your cross. Because Jesus' way is better than our way, isn't it? And so um, I just wanted to pray that over you all, those that are listening. I love Jesus today. Why don't you? Amen. I'm done. <clears throat> Thank you, Annie. Awesome, as always. She's the flautist and the praise team, and I just really enjoyed listening to her this morning. I thought she did an awesome job. So get ready for a treat with the praise team today, later on. I'm John Sandy. This is the Pulse Gasaway in Gasaway, and we also have a, a church in Winfield. And uh, my wife, Cynthia, we're glad to have you with us. If you're here on the, in, with us in the church, listening online, live, or on delay, you're right on time. We're glad to have you. As I get into the second part of paying it forward, I want to first open up with a little point about something that I've been teaching on, and that is seed time harvest. I want to make a little point about seeds that might encourage you a little bit claiming things. My wife and I have been learning more and more about the types of giving beyond tithing. We hear the expression sometimes, and I believe John may deal with this a little bit, we say, I can't afford to tithe. Well, the easiest time to tithe is when you don't have enough to pay your bills already. The easiest time to tithe is when you really need God to show up. 
It's not that God makes a decision, all of a sudden he's going to help you. He's waiting for us to follow the Word of God and do the right thing. But what I want to mention real quickly is a point about seeds. Every seed, as I mentioned in the past, every seed seems to know which way is up when it comes to growing, right? It's just like you can put that seed in any way you want, and it knows where up is, and it grows up. So what about types of seeds? There are many types of seeds. Have you thought about, if you have a need, when my wife and I have a need, we, like we have a situation right now, we're going to increase our giving. When you have a need, you want to increase your giving? Yeah, that's what we're going to do. Because we believe what the Word of God says. And we've seen it work over and over again. But have you ever thought about designating a type of seed? There are all kinds of seeds, pumpkin seeds, apple seeds, it goes on and on and on, right? What about when next time you plant a seed, you designate what type of seed it is to fit the need or situation? Let's say that um, one of you loses their job, and all of a sudden your income drops off, maybe half or more. You could plant a seed. And you could designate that seed, Lord, I'm planting this seed for this need. It's a type of seed. In fact, I like what someone said once, when they write a check, when they plant a seed or something, they put in the memo what the seed is for. I like that. <clears throat> so that's what my wife and I do. We plant seeds. Right now we're getting ready to plant a seed, and here's something else we're doing. We're more and more increasing our seed. Now, he also told us he would give seed to the sower, right? That means if he knows you're a sower, underline that, if he knows you're a sower, he's going to give you seed to plant more. So as you sow seeds and he blesses you, you should always take out from that some to plant again. It's a good habit, a way of life. The more he grants you, the more you plant. The larger you plant, we're going to plant, we've planted seeds this large before, but we're going to plant one of our larger seeds, uh, hopefully this week sometime, uh, for a need. We have a specific need, and so we are designating that, that we're planting a type of seed. We've chosen the type of seed we're going to put in the ground, and it's for a certain need. So if that helps you a little bit, you may have not been a big tither or a seed planter, <coughs> or what we call offerings. But maybe this might help you. If you have a need, plant a seed. Right? So I encourage you that if you do have a need and you're a tither, thank God, it's awesome. God's going to take care of you already. Amen, Sandy? He's going to take care of you already. But sometimes there's a reason why there are four types of giving in the Bible. There's a reason for that. Because there's four different ways, listen this, there's four different ways to bless other people. Here's a little phrase I picked up on, I love it, I heard this. We don't give to receive, we, we don't give to get, we get to give. Changes the whole format. He already told you what he would do if you did this. Does he not tell you what he'll do if you tithe? It's right there in the Word. He tells you what he'll do. 
pressed down, shaken together, and running over. You know what the running over part is? That's the part you give back. Isn't that awesome? He gives you more than you need so you can meet the need of someone else. If you have two coats, give one away. He's going to take care of you if you're a tither, <clears throat> if you give your 10%. And what will happen is, as you grow spiritually, your giving grows. You start to give more. We start to give more in our tithe. We were at the Trader Park yesterday working for the new owner. <clears throat> and what a ministry it has been for us. I got a chance to pray with some of the people there over their needs. There was a young man that had been bullied a lot in school, and he was discouraged a little bit. Wonderful young man. And he was helping me do some measuring on the park. So Cynthia and I gave him what we had on us, the blessing. Folks, we are called to bless. You don't have to worry about the return if you want to bless. <clears throat> God's just going to do it naturally. He's going to bless you back. And then we, we could tell story after story, honey, of where we have planted seeds or given, <clears throat> and God brings it back, whether it be tithing, offering, increase, or uh, alms. God is going to, at the very least, when you give alms, God's going to give you back what you gave. He says it right there. Do you believe his word? See, if you can't trust him with your money, you're not going to be able to trust him with much more. <clears throat> Anybody that tithes will tell you God has taken care of them, and they can give you stories and accounts. So I encourage you to, to uh, be bigger in your giving. I'm not talking about for us here. You can do sowing anywhere you want for anything. But I promise you, you'll grow spiritually as you release things to him. So that was just a little opener that I wanted to review a little bit. I thought it might be important for us. <clears throat> when you do give, designate it. Name the seed. <clears throat> God will not fail. The word teaches us, now we're doing how to pay it forward. And I said the subtitle could be pray it forward. And we're going to talk about the main part of this lesson is to teach us about how God has paid forward for us. Did he not die ahead of time for your sins? <clears throat> Did you know he died for your sins before you sinned? Did he not suffer his stripes for your healing? Every healing? <clears throat> God paid it forward through his son. So we're very grateful, aren't we? The Word teaches us that if we believe, if we have faith, if we can first see in our spirit God's promises through salvation, then we can believe for the fulfillment of His plan for our life. That's a huge statement. <clears throat> because God is, we had this misconception. Oh, God, rent the heavens and come down. Oh, God, be with us today. Oh, God, would you save that person? Would you send revival? Folks, that was Old Testament praying. We are under Christ now. <clears throat> Is he not the author of our faith? Did he not pay for our sins already? So we're not, we, we don't have to ask God to do anything he's already promised, right? Amen? We don't have to ask him for anything he's already promised. He is waiting for us to get in a place to receive it. <clears throat> if we want to pay forward, you know the Bible talks about leave, 
Leave something for your children and your grandchildren, it says. <clears throat> Is that not paying it forward? Have you heard the expression, don't give flowers to people after they die, give it to them while they're alive? Man, there's a lot of truth to that. It's one thing to leave stuff for your kids, but we want to bless them right now. Are we not children of God? Does he not say that if you being evil, that hurts, if you being evil, mean born in sin, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more does your Heavenly Father want to bless you with spiritual blessings in the Holy Spirit? Folks, if you care that much about your kids, he says, I care a lot more than that. Can we not trust him? Can you not trust him with your finances? Can you now start opening up your life to him so he can now give you what he's already promised? He says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. I want to give you a wonderful example. You may not have thought about this scripture, but I want to give you a wonderful word of God to increase your knowledge on faith. Can I do that? One of, the best, one of the great best examples of faith, definitions of faith, is found in Ephesians 6.13. You might want to turn to it. <clears throat> Ephesians 6.13. I'm going to be reading from the NIV. Therefore, I'm excited already. Therefore, you know, therefore is a big word. It's like, listen, don't miss this. Therefore. Do I have your attention? That's a big word. Therefore, put on the full armor of God. Folks, we can't go half-dressed into the world. You cannot. Look, the devil has no authority. He has no power. All he has is your permission to take yours. That's always God. That's why he says he's like a roaring lion. Just like a roaring lion. That's it. Because <clears throat> he can make a lot of noise. Put on the full armor of God, all of it, <clears throat> so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. <clears throat> now, he's given us instructions to do what? To stand our ground. That's stand number one. <clears throat> and after you have done everything to stand, have you been in a place where you have done everything you know to do? You said, Lord, I've done everything. I can't think of a thing that I haven't done. And you go through your list of that. I've done everything. Have you ever heard that expression? We use it all the time. <clears throat> and after you've done everything to stand, then continue, then it continues to encourage us to stand firm, laying out each part of the armor of God. I'm, I'm abbreviating the rest of the scripture there for you. Remember <clears throat> that one of the vital parts of the armor of God is the shield of faith. It's very vital. <clears throat> now, he's told us to do, when we've done all we know to do to stand. We got that, right? Stand number one. After that, he says, then stand. Now, why does he say stand twice? That's stand number two. Are you listening? I got something for you. <clears throat> you don't have, oh, this is so good. I hope you get this. I hope I get it. You cannot have faith until you do stand number two. When you've done all you know to do to stand, that's you. 
doing all you know to do, stand. He says, then stand. After you've done all you know to do. That is when faith kicks in. That is when the answer to your prayers kick in. That's when your healing comes. That's when your provision comes. Because now you've done all you know to do. And then it says, then what? Then stand. Now faith kicks in. That's when faith kicks in and stand number two. Because until then, you've only done what you know to do. But oh, now he's saying, now trust me. Don't move. Please don't move. Because thus the world will scream at you. Your senses will scream at you. It will tell you all things. Look, you can't see it yet. It hasn't happened yet. And you just want it. It's, it's not yours. But when you say the second stand, now you're letting the devil know, I don't care what it looks, looks folks. Listen to me. Please listen to me. I don't care what it looks like. I'm not moving. You don't try God. You do not try God. You either do it or you don't. That's why it doesn't require much faith. Because with just a little mustard seed of faith, hey, that seed has a name, doesn't it? Mustard seed. What do mustard seeds grow? Mustard seed plants. One of the largest herb-bearing plants there is is the mustard plant. So now we're standing by faith. And we've decided I'm not giving up. I don't care how long it takes. I don't care what the world screams on me. I am going to stand. That's when God kicks in. That's when God releases his promises. That's when you get the things you've been longing for. That's when God takes over. The second stand. After you've done all you know to do, and that's good, folks, because he wants you to get the end of your hoarder. Does he not say when you reach the end of your hoarded resources? The song? His, his, his giving only begins. There's so many things we don't need to ask God for. He's just waiting for us to get to a place where we decide we're going to stand no matter what it looks like. I am not budging. Houses falling in around me. My pants are on fire. I'm not moving, Dustin. I am not going to move. Folks, that's an area, listen to me, that's an area of faith that most people never get to. Most people never get to the point where they're going to stand no matter what. But if you do, I promise you, he, he will pay forward everything he's already paid for. <clears throat> Does he get on the cross again to die every time someone gets saved? When you pray for someone's salvation, do you say, Lord, would you please save them? No, because it's already his promise. Same with your healing. Same with your provisions. Same with your finances. Same with your relationship. And we could go on and on and on. And you could list them right now in your own mind, things that I haven't mentioned. <clears throat> things that you are standing on. Or are we? Say it again. If you don't give an inch, the mouth can, oh, I love that. The mouth can be taken. If you don't give an inch, the mouth can be taken. Folks, God's got awesome stuff for you and me out there, but how many of them are we going to reach if we constantly give up? How are you going to stand like that? Glad you asked. You stay in the Word. You memorize it. 
you lock it in, and every time that thing comes at you, Sandy, that word comes out of you. Psalms 34, 4, I sought the Lord and he heard me. He delivered me from all my fear. All. When he says all, what's that mean in Greek? All. All. Folks, when he says all, he's not messing around. He's not playing a trick on you. He means all. So you, what are you going to do? I'm going to stand on all. Well, the wind's blowing and I'm losing my balance. And I heard someone say the other day that they tried and it didn't work. Well, that's why. Because they tried. Do you realize when you take the attitude of trying, you've already given up? Do you know what trying means? I'll give you a chance. This is what we're saying. God, I'll give you a chance to, to, to prove what you said you are. No, 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 no. No, you get in a place where he can pour on you and running over. And remember, every time he blesses you, he will give you more than you asked for. And it will come in different ways, folks. You may say, well, I've been trusting for this, and I fasted, and I, and I, I tithed, and I gave offering for this. God may give it to you in the form of, hey, I just bought a house, and I took 50000 off. I got a car that day. You know what the dealer did? He said, my boss said he wants me to take this much more off. And you don't even know why. Blessings. Do you know we have favor? My wife and I, time and time again, we're going to, we, she'll tell you, we went to a restaurant day and we got in the, we love the people in, the, in, the, in these restaurants we're going to. We love them. We have one young lady that to this day, if she sees us, she'll leave her place, probably isn't supposed to, she'll leave her spot where she's working, she'll come out in the lobby and give us a hug. They, we love these people. Well, we're there and the manager was there and, and she said, I just got done with our bills and our coupons. We love coupons. She said, take another 10% off. This calls are good people. And went back to her job. Folks, you can't outgive God. What he has paid forward for you, you know why he pays forward for you? So you can receive, listen, and you can now pay forward yourself. Is, does the Bible not say it's more blessed to give and receive? Well, he's talking about himself, too. Jesus will never ask you to do anything he didn't do himself. That's why he was born in the flesh. That's why the Godhead himself came down. Do you realize that Jesus had already been in heaven and knew what it was like? You know one of the reasons why I think he came during that period? Have you ever wondered why he came during that period? Because there was such a great sacrifice from going to being in heaven to living in a house where you had to have candlelight to get around. No cars, no phones, no nothing. He came in a period, you may not have thought of it this way. He came in a period where he made almost the most drastic change you can make from heaven to earth. He came during a period like that. And for 33 years, he lived under it, and he lived in a body. See, Jesus in heaven isn't Jewish. Him and God aren't Jewish. They're spirit. And me thinks, this is just a thought, do with it what you want. When Mary saw him at the uh, tomb and didn't recognize him, and the men on Damascus Road didn't recognize him, I think they saw him not as a Jewish person. I think they saw the spirit man, who he was in heaven. He was not a Jew in heaven. I'm just throwing that out. That's a thought. That's a thought. But he 
has paid forward everything you would ever need. He's got your bases covered. He's got you covered in everything. There is not a, oh, there's not a single thing. There's not a, oh, Jesus, you're so, isn't he wonderful? Sandy, isn't he wonderful? Isn't he awesome, Dustin? He's, he's, he is so beautiful and so wonderful. And you know what? He has never failed me once. I failed him. And I miss things. But I'm learning, just like you. We're on a journey, a forever journey until he takes us home. No matter what you're going through, folks, he has an answer here on earth. He said, my will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Did he not? He said, my will be done on earth. What is his will for you? To be whole, as John the Beloved said. To be healthy, whole, and prosperous. That's God's will spoken right through John, the revelator. If you want to know what God wants your life to be like on earth, do you think he gets pleasure in you being sick? There are denominations that believe that God puts sickness on you to teach you something. Folks, that is a house divided against itself. Did they not say that Jesus had demons? He said, <clears throat> how can I rebuke a demon if I am a demon? I mean, you know what I mean? You can't, you can't put God and Jesus in both categories. Some thought he was a wine bibber and drunk. Some thought because <clears throat> he hung out with the sinners and stuff. They called him everything on all extremes. They were, he was none of those things. They couldn't put a label on him. So he walked this earth in the flesh, and the, as the Godhead, and he sinned not. Did he sin not because he was the Godhead? No, because he chose every day not to sin. Do you realize that every, you look, you look, you listen to prayer requests. You listen to how many of those are the result of bad decisions. God wants to spare you a lot of stuff that you're going through. He wants to spare you. But when someone does something, you've been innocent, and someone does something to you, because we live in a fallen world, that's going to happen too. God will intervene if you approach him, if you give it to him and you stand. Folks, we've got to be faithful if we want to receive his blessings. I mean, we've got to be faithful. When Jesus healed the woman with the issue of blood, it wasn't his tassels that touched that and healed her. It was her faith. But Jesus knew that someone was healed because they felt the, he felt the power go through him. This is so wonderful here. <clears throat> Listen to what I'm going to tell you. Jesus felt power go out of him when that woman was healed with the issue of blood. Is that correct? And Jesus did not know who she was. He was being honest. He wasn't playing spiritual games. <clears throat> he was being honest. He said, who touched me? He literally meant... Who touched me? Well, Lord, they're all touching you. He said, but I felt power go out of me. Now, ready for this? When you got saved, we know this, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead now lives in you. Do you realize that the power, now listen to this. When the power came out of him with the moment of the issue of blood, that's what he put in you. And there are times that you know I'm right. There are times when you will pray for someone and you will feel the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the same thing he felt. He put that in you. Now let me ask you this question. 
you want to feel his power come out of you? When you put other people before yourself, you'll start to get this longing to meet the needs of other people. May God take care of you, but to meet the needs of other people, to cry out. You know what I do sometimes? <clears throat> I'll read where someone's healed in the Bible. I said, Jesus, I don't want to seem silly, but I said, Jesus, I know that was a long time ago and they're already in heaven. But I want, I, want, I want to thank you for healing them. You know what it meant to them to get healed when that woman with the issue of blood was someone blind or someone with leprosy? Are you thankful that God healed them? I am. God wants us to feel about each other the way he does about us. He wants us to cry out for the needs of others, to not fail others. When I was on the park yesterday, it was just so natural. I was talking to a couple, and um, he has health issues, and this, and I just said, I want to pray for you. I just put my hand on him, and I started praying. Did they reject me? No. You know why? Because they had a need. And let me tell you something. If you get desperate enough with your need, you'll get on your knees, and you'll cry out to God. And he'll begin to talk to you and start to teach you how to get to the place where you can now receive what he's already paid for. When you and I have such a burden for the lost and for people that are, that are in pain and suffering, now God can trust you with more in your life. And I don't know about you, but I'm like, I, I want to be like Jesus. I want to feel his power come out of me when I pray for someone. I want to feel that. Wouldn't you like, do you want to feel that? How much do you want to feel that? Are you willing to pay the price? And the price pales in comparison to what he's got for you in heaven. Folks, no matter what you're going through, life is like a vapor, and the day is coming if you're faithful that you're going to leap in heaven, and there's going to be rewards for you. Great is your reward. Great. So God is always paying forward, but is our antenna up? Are we in a position to receive? There's a lot of things we haven't received yet simply because of our, our unbelief. He said you only need faith of a mustard seed. And I believe what he's saying there, it's not the amount of faith, it's a pure faith. And no doubt. If you can pray, if you have the faith of a mustard seed without doubt, that's all you need to move a mountain. So what he's saying is, it's not... Because the disciples would say, teach us how to pray and Lord, give us greater faith. He said, it's not greater faith. It's who you have faith in. Is what it breaks down to. And so God will take you on a journey and do that. <clears throat> How many here desire to feel the power of God flow out of your life, as I mentioned? <clears throat> Can we see now just how important it is to operate in the same faith that Jesus did. We're supposed to have the mind of Christ, correct? What he's saying is, not your faith, but you're, you having my faith. Have you ever thought of it that way? God wants us to have his faith. Not one that we put together and patch together and call it faith when it's not. He wants us to have his faith. You have the mind of Christ. 
It doesn't mean you operate in it, but you have the opportunity to have the mind of Christ. That means you know what he knows. Don't let that throw you. Don't be thrown by that, folks. He, he is giving you the opportunity to know what he knows. The mind of Christ. That's why we wear a helmet of salvation. If you're wondering about the symbols in the Bible, why the shield is a faith shield, why the shield there, why the sword is the word of God, and all these things, well, the helmet of salvation fits over the mind of Christ. When you have on the helmet of salvation, you now have an opportunity at that moment on to grow to where you now can operate in the mind of Christ. How else can we operate in the Spirit? How else can we say, Lord just told me to do this. Lord told me to pray for that person. Have you had God lead you like that? That means you had a moment right then of the mind of Christ. That moment. Now, do you want to live in it? Operate in it. Then live it. Walk in it. Be faithful. Do God's will. Live God. We are to live for him moment by moment. Moment by moment. We talked about this last week a little bit. He wants, he has already provided so much for us. Once we have surrendered our lives and heart to Jesus, he puts into motion all that he has planned for you. Psalm 8411. Psalm 8411 from the King James Version. No good thing. Now, no is a good word also. We said all. What does all mean? All. What does it mean no? No. He said, no good thing will I withhold. That's like saying all. No good thing will I withhold from them that walk uprightly. Folks, it's up to you and me. It is up to us what we receive from him, what blessings we get, what things we don't receive. It's not on him. He never stands around at you pray and says, let me, get me, let me get back with you. I'm not sure how I'm going to answer that. When God says yes and amen, when he says let your yea be yea and your nay be nay, he is telling us that if we will simply do his will, then everything he promises is ours. Everything. All of it. The mind of Christ, the spirit operating in us, the gifts, the uh, voice, the uh, prayer language, tongues. If you have, I hope everybody hears this, if you have a prayer language, let me give you some instruction right now. You need to be doing it more often. In your private time, if you have your prayer language, you need to spend more hours a week in your prayer time in your prayer language. Because if you operate in that, ready? If you operate in your prayer language enough, then your body will respond and less carnality will come out of you because you are communicating with the Lord your God in a language that the devil doesn't even able to read or listen to, understand, and God is praying through you what you need and how you should be praying. So when you pray in your prayer language, all of a sudden God's praying for you. Does he not say he sits at the right hand of the Father interceding for us? One of the ways he does that is your prayer language. If you, as soon as you start praying in your prayer language, he immediately takes over, prays through you the very words that you need. 
The Bible tells us he interprets our groanings. That's similar. So I encourage you, if you have a prayer language, to operate in that as much as you can, more than you have been. Because God, and then the Bible says, ask God to interpret what you just prayed in your prayer language. Isn't that awesome? So in closing for the day, I want to just encourage you that whatever your need is, I'm talking about legitimate needs. I'm not saying I just want a bigger house or a bigger car for the sake of it. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about needs, true needs. God covered everything on the cross. Every true need you have, he has covered. He said, yes, it's yours. I paid for it. Receive it. That's why he says without faith it's impossible to please him because we cannot. So your faith is that bridge that connects his promises to the manifestation in this world. We live in a physical world, but you and I are supposed to operate in the spiritual. Amen? We're supposed to operate in the spiritual. How do you do that? You have to have faith. That's why he says you can't please me because unless you have that bridge of faith, there is no connection between God's spirit and man's flesh. So what do you do? You deny the flesh. You take up your cross. You follow him. You operate in the spirit. You have to walk by faith. And then everything he's promised you is now free to flow from you to your life, to this world, to those you're praying for. <clears throat> so I encourage you to um, give more as God leads you. Name your seed and receive the overflow. He's going to bless you more than you need so that now you can take that seed he's given you and you can replant it. And I love the scripture where it says, he will also bless your fields. Where you get your seed from, your workplace, he will bless that. If you stay in, if you operate in the spiritual realms as much as you can. Jesus, I want to thank you. What a privilege to speak to this wonderful group of people about the kingdom of God and how much you've done for us and how much you want to do for us. God, you are awesome. Jesus, you are so faithful. I want to find myself praising God when things aren't going my way. Father, I want to praise you right now. For who you are. Jesus, you are awesome. You are faithful. You never fail. And I want to thank you for being our Savior. Well, you put us in a world, but you provided everything we needed in this world to honor you and trust you. Help us to walk with you. I speak blessings over all of us. We receive your blessing, but we also receive your will and not our own. May we walk upright. But you said you'll not withhold one good thing those who walk upright. Jesus, help us to do that. We praise you. Amen. Please hit like and share. You'll never know how much it helps for you. All of you in the church here, I want every one of you to please do me a favor and hit share on your phone. <clears throat> please do that. And those listening out there, please hit share because what you're doing is you're spreading the message, you're spreading the gospel, and your name is now attached to anybody that's blessed by that sharing. I so appreciate it. God bless you. See you next week for part three of Praying It Forward. Thank you.